0: I'm glad to be back with you. My dear friends, um, I wish you well and hope you all are doing well. Um, I'm going to share a scripture to start. It's Proverbs 19, 17. Proverbs 19, 17. It says, he who is kind to the poor lends to the Lord, and he will reward him for what he has done. So if we're kind to the poor, the Lord will reward us. Now I'm going to read a scripture that is in the book of Proverbs that is the complete and total opposite of that. It's Proverbs 21, 13. It says, if a man shuts his ears to the cry of the poor, he too will cry out and not be answered. Or in other words, if we shut our ears to the poor, to the cry of the poor, uh, we will be shut out when we have a need or a need for help. So I'm going to title this, Don't Get Shut Out. We won't, don't want to get shut out from the help of the Lord. Uh, we can see in scripture that giving to the poor, uh, should be a part of every Christian's life. It's just, um, as natural to a Christian as breathing is to, to our human bodies, or it should be. It's part of our identity. And some Christians, you know, even have a very supernatural gift of giving. It's, it's kind of, um, different for them because they're just gifted in that way in Romans 12 verse 6 Romans 12:6, it says we have different gifts according to the grace given us if a man's gift is prophesying let him use it in the, in proportion to his faith if it is serving let him serve if it, if it is teaching let him teach if it is encouraging let him encourage if it is contributing to the needs of others let him give generously If it is leadership, let him govern diligently. If it is showing mercy, let him do it cheerfully. So we all have certain gifts, and some people really do have a gift of giving to those in need. Um, But other people that don't have that gift really need to purpose in their heart to give to the poor, and they need to be aware, we all need to be aware, that giving to the poor is part of what a Christian does. You know, the poor and needy are all around us and in every part of the world. Did you know that even the poor and needy give at times? Um, if you recall the story of the widow's mite in Luke 21 and uh, uh, Elijah and the widow at Zarephath in 1 Kings 17, those were needy and uh, sometimes desperately needing people that actually were givers um, so let's look at a couple of things that Jesus said about giving. In Matthew twenty five thirty four, Matthew 25, 34, it says, and this is a, a judgment. Then the king will say to those on his right, come you who are blessed by my father, take your inheritance. The kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. For I was hungry and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. The king will reply, I tell you the truth, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers of mine, you did it for me. And in Luke 10, Luke 10, verse 25, Luke 10, verse 25, it says, on one occasion, an expert in the law stood up to test Jesus. Teacher, he asked, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus replied, what is written in the law? He replied, how do you read it? He answered, love the Lord, your God, with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and love your neighbor as yourself. You have answered correctly. Jesus replied, and who is my neighbor? Um, or the, the, so he asked Jesus, who is my neighbor? In reply, Jesus said, a man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho when he fell into the hands of robbers. They stripped him of his clothes Then he put the man on his own donkey, took him to an inn, and took care of him. The next day he took out two silver coins and gave, him to the inn, gave them to the innkeeper. After, uh, Look after him, he said, and when I return, I will reimburse you for any extra expense you may have. So Jesus said, which of these three do you think was a neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of the robbers? The expert in the law replied, the one who had mercy on him. Jesus told him, go and do likewise. So we see the first two people, um, a priest and a Levite, they were religious people. They knew the law and they taught the, and they taught the law, but they, would, they did not help. They didn't live the law. It was a Samaritan, someone who the Jews considered a half-breed, an outcast. They called them dogs. He was the one who showed compassion. And in Matthew 6 verse 1, Matthew 6 verse 1, it says, Be careful not to do your acts of righteousness before men to be seen by them. If you do, you will have no reward from your father in heaven. So when you give to the needy, do not announce it with trumpets as the hypocrites in the synagogues do on the, in the synagogues and on the streets to be honored by men. I tell you the truth, they have received the reward in full. But when you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your giving may be in secret. Then your Father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. So Jesus is saying, when you give to the needy, you don't need to let everybody know what you did, because we want our reward to come from the Lord, and not not from other people seeing us and thinking we're wonderful. And as I said before, the poor are all around. Uh, Maybe you are needy, or maybe you have been needy. Uh, When I was a single mom, I would have loved it if someone would have helped me pay a bill just one time. You know, there's people who are financially needy and poor, but there's also people who are spiritually poor, poor in education or job training, poor in health, poor in mental health, and with a lot of our homeless population, Um, It goes back to mental health problems and even poor and family connections like kids that are in the foster kids uh, system. Um, So we're to share the love of God and the saving gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ with the poor, along with material things. You know, the gospel is the most important thing. And we're to show a heart of compassion toward them. So Christians have a mandate to give to the poor and have a heart to do so. But how do you know who to give to or how to give or how often? You know, those are questions that a person with a tender heart um, that really wants to help people uh, struggles with a lot of times because um, there's so many needs. And who in the world do you, do you help? How much do you give them? It's It, it can be a real struggle for people. In our area, there are often people at intersections and street corners with signs begging for money. Um, at the church, we receive frequent calls from people asking for financial help. So the question is, how can you avoid giving to scams and people who are just lazy or undisciplined in their finances, who are just using the money for drugs or alcohol instead of for food and their basic needs? So that's... That can be a real issue um, and sometimes keeps people from giving to those who are truly poor and needy because they just don't know where the money is going. We have always felt at the church that we were given a sacred trust in handling finances. We felt that we could not take money from the church that was given given by hardworking people who budgeted and saved and many times even worked two jobs. And give it to someone who uh, was just frivolous with their money, just spent it, uh, wasted money away, um, and refused to handle, handle it properly. Um, sometimes church members would even get upset because we wouldn't give money to certain people, but those re- people, same people, refused to stop spending their money on unnecessary things like, like cigarettes and cable TV and beer and stuff like that. So. We, you know uh, as a church we had a, a sacred trust to handle finances properly and in your own finances in your own household you also have that um, to watch over the finances of your household so it is important to give but it's also so important to be wise in giving um, because truly if you're wise in giving you can do the most good and honor God with your uh, giving <laughs> And as I said before, you know, there's scammers all around. There's a neighborhood app called Nextdoor, and there's so much talk in there about beggars and panhandlers in our area. <laughs> then there are some replies to these posts about what would Jesus do, inferring that Jesus would give money to everybody that has a sign up saying, I need help, or I need money, or things like that. If you look at Jesus's actions and words in the Bible— You know, what I get from it is he would probably help some. He would probably clothe some, house some, pray for some, correct some, scold some, tell some to go to work, cry with some, and tell some to repent. There is no one answer for every one. Every single situation is different. At Summit, we had a food bank. And we would ask people to visit a service and that way we would know that they were receiving the gospel or hearing the gospel. And then they could take whatever they needed from the food bank and people would come saying they had a desperate need for food. They needed food right away. They needed baby formula. They needed diapers. They needed so many things and they just needed it so desperately or, you know, they just were going to starve. And we tell them, well, just come to a service. And you can go in the food bank and take whatever you need. And not one person uh, came to a service to, to get those things that they were just felt were trying to tell us that they were going to die without. I worked with a lady a uh, uh, number of years ago, many years ago, who had what she called a church day every week. That day she would go from church to church asking for money. She wasn't in need, but she pretended she was, and she was very successful at getting money from the churches. One time we were returning something at Walmart, and the lady at the counter was kind of discouraged, and she was talking about how some people who get food from food banks bring it to Walmart to return it. And they would get a Walmart gift cards and she said that they would sell those gift cards for a profit and get, get drugs or whatever. Um, one person that we knew for years, uh, attended several churches, different churches at the same time and also went to meetings and different ministries. Um, and she, this person was working all of these places that they went, getting people to give to them food and money and pay bills and do favors this person was one of the best scammers i have ever seen and few people ever caught on to this person's racket because the person in question was so sweet and so innocent and seemed so needy and conveyed an aura of deep spirituality but in the truth lying was their most pervasive trait so we have to watch out for scammers and, and be good custodians of God's money and our own money so that we're not just throwing it away so we can really help people that are really in need. In our area, there's a place called Graboy Bluffs and it's a, it's a, an area that has big, big stores, you know, like, um, uh, Walmart and, a dollar store and and there's a place called At Home and it's a home decorating place and it's there's a great big parking lot and for many years there was uh, a person that sat out in the middle of the parking lot in a wheelchair and they'd be sitting out there when it was 10 degrees outside they'd be sitting out there when it was 100 degrees outside and every once in a while you'd see people you know, cars around them or people around them talking to them and I always thought, what in the world is that person doing? If I was sitting out there in the summertime in a wheelchair out in the parking lot, I would have passed out or in the wintertime. So one time when I was in at home, I asked about the person in the wheelchair and they said, oh, I said that's just a scam. That's not the same person. That's different people that just sit out there in the wheelchair and they pretend like they're sick and they get so much money and the police have been out there so many times and it's just a scam. So we really need to um, a lot of times not let our compassion rule us, but our wisdom rule us in giving to the poor. So um, also when we're giving to the poor, we have to realize that we personally have a certain income and we can't help everyone, but it's important to help some. That, it is, that is why it is important to make your gift to the poor most meaningful and most effective. So at Summit, we came up with a few thoughts and a few guidelines that helped us try to make our giving to the poor most effective and uh, do the most good. And maybe, maybe some of these thoughts will help you. First of all, we never, never, never gave people money. We never gave them cash. We never gave them gift cards. If a person had a need, we would uh pay a bill, or we did have, at a time, we had a, an account set up at a grocery store, and we could give them a voucher for the grocery store, but they couldn't buy cigarettes, they couldn't buy alcohol, they couldn't buy soda, they couldn't buy, um oh, just several things that are not essential. We wanted them to, they said they had a need for food, we wanted them to buy food. <laughs> So we never gave people cash. We always would pay a bill, like if they had an electric bill that was behind or something like that, or car payment, we would pay those things, but not, never, never give people cash because uh, you're just, you know, throwing money away, most likely. Another thing that we felt very strongly about is we always shared the gospel with the people that we were given to, if they were an unbeliever, always share the good news of Jesus Christ. Because spiritual poverty is much more, uh, a de- much more desperate need than natural poverty. Another thing that was really important is to be led by the Lord. Um, and especially if you're very prone to giving and very compassionate and tender hearted, um, because you can confuse that, that feeling of tenderness and compassion that you have with the leading from the Lord. So it's important to listen to the Lord. Remember that you can't give to everyone, um, so it's really important that you listen to the Lord and and, and think through, have wisdom with who you're giving to. And remember that giving to the poor, helping the poor, can include other things besides money. Like we saw in the parable of the Good Samaritan, it can be a meal, mowing a yard, cleaning a house, babysitting for a single parent, uh, helping with a car repair. There's so many things that we can do to help the poor and needy. Is very helpful to know the person that you're giving to as much as possible. Know as much about them as you can, or the organization that you're giving to. You can, you know, you can do a lot of good for people, a lot of help for people through different organizations like churches or, or uh ministries. Uh, be very watchful of uh, things like GoFundMe pages. Uh, I personally know of two instances where the money did not go to the person that needed it. Thousands of dollars were collected, but um, the person that started the fundraiser kept the money, or kept a portion of the money. So um, if you see a GoFundMe uh, fundraiser for someone in need, and you know that family or you know that person, I would suggest that you... um, help them personally, like pay a bill for them or pay towards a bill for them. um, It's going to be much more effective. Um, Sometimes you see a fundraiser, you know, like uh, this person needs help with a funeral, but and you give money to them, and then you find out later they had life insurance, that covered the funeral. So a lot of times we're really quick to jump on a giving train, but we need to think a little bit uh, and give it a little time, a little breathing space to see what's going on. Um, just encourage you to pray and search your heart. Seek God about who God is really putting on your heart to give. Um, you know, what's really on your heart? The homeless, single moms, war victims, foster kids, uh, providing clean drinking water or education for, for, uh, needy people, natural, uh, uh, disaster victims, um, is there a ministry or a missionary or organization that does that? That would really be a good way to, to know that your um, giving money is working where you want it. Um, think ahead and plan your budget uh, for giving to the poor. That way you'll give with purpose and you will give what you can afford. Some people give way more than they can afford and then they end up being needy and they end up being behind in their bills. And so, it's really important to give what you can afford. If you're married, I, Pastor Terry and I, would strongly suggest that you decide that with your spouse. It's just not right to um, give to any degree or give regular or whatever for a married couple without talking it over and planning it with your spouse. Um, be very careful about being moved by ministries or people that are promising certain things if you give like give to this ministry that takes care of the poor and God will pay all your bills supernaturally just be really careful of being taken in by empty promises that t- try to persuade you to give to the Lord so I hope this has been helpful to you I hope you just excel in giving to the poor and I want to um, conclude with the scripture that I started with it's Proverbs 19 17 It says, he who is kind to the poor lends to the Lord, and he will reward him for what he has done. So I hope that uh, this encourages you to give to the poor and needy. And I just trust that God will reward you for what you have done in helping people. And if you've never um, known uh, Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, if you've never accepted him, I just encourage you today to repent of your sins And turn your life to Jesus Christ and make him the Lord and Savior of your life. Well, uh, we'll see you next week. And be sure to tune in on Sunday morning for Pastor Terry's sermon. I'm sure it'll be good. It always is. So we'll see you next week. Bye-bye.